KPHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. The sole chief executive candidate, John Lee, has announced his election platform. The tourism sector says there will be an uptick in the number of local tours during the long weekends. And the United Nations chief says he's shocked by Russian strikes in the Ukrainian city of Kiev during his visit to the capital. The sole chief executive candidate, John Lee, says he will focus on strengthening governance, boosting land and housing supply, improving Hong Kong's competitiveness, and building a more caring community. This comes as the city's former number two official announced his election platform at the Wan Chai Exhibition Center. Vicky Wong reports. The former chief secretary said he would allow people to move into public housing earlier, even if the surrounding infrastructure isn't fully ready, saying this could shorten the waiting time by about a year. John Lee also said he would set up a mechanism to mobilize civil servants in times of crisis and push for Article 23 national security legislation at an appropriate time. Mr Lee added he would strengthen the government's ability to govern and execute policies and that he's likely to support the current administration's plan to restructure government. This would involve setting up a new culture, sports and tourism bureau, splitting the transport and housing bureau into two, and turning the Home Affairs Bureau into a department for youth and district affairs. When asked about the reported trend of people emigrating and what he would do about it, Mr Lee said Hong Kong remains an attractive place. He said one of the reasons why people left the SAR was because of the city's COVID policies. But he said the pandemic will pass eventually. In the long term, it is how we make people realize the attractiveness and the competitiveness and the beauty of Hong Kong as a place they should come to work, to live and to develop. And the strengths I have highlighted in my manifesto has already indicated there are many unique advantages that other places don't have. The fact that Hong Kong is a metropolitan city, that we are open to all parts of the world. We have advantage in language. We are an inclusive society. And it is a lively city. There are a lot of strengths that will attract people to come. The chairman of the Hong Kong Association of Travel Agents says interest in local tours has been better than expected since the easing of COVID measures a week ago. Ronald Wood said he expects there will be much there will be more such tours for the upcoming long weekends for Labor Day and Buddha's birthday. I I think uh, we were getting a better than expected um, inquiries from from the uh, from the local local uh, local people in Hong Kong. Um, mainly because um, you know a lot of them, a lot of them actually have been have been kind of stuck at home for the past three months. So as soon as uh, as soon as the uh, the local tours are allowed to resume, um, you know we we are expecting uh, um, there to be quite a bit of tours coming uh, in the next two long weekends. Mr. Wu said the tours will be organized into groups of less than thirty people who won't need to self-test beforehand. Drivers and tour guides, however, will need to get tested before work. Government expert advisor Ivan Hong says he's not too worried about the Omicron BA5 subvariant. He made the remarks a day after health officials reported that a 40-year-old man who arrived in Hong Kong from South Africa via Doha had been found to be carrying BA5, the second such case reported in the city. Professor Hung explained that those who have immunity against the previous BA2 subvariant will very likely have immunity against BA5. I'm not too worried because... Basically, the Omicron, it still belongs to the Omicron family. 
uh, and it's just a subvariant. Uh, and so if you have immunity against the BA2, very likely that you have immunity against the BA5 as well. It's just that the BA5 is <clears throat> so-called more immune escape, meaning that it uh, may have some resistance against the monoclonal antibodies treatment that uh, sometimes we give to our patients. But otherwise, uh, not much difference to the BA2. A man has been arrested on suspicion of murdering his girlfriend in Yunlong. A jogger called police after he saw a man pulling a handcart carrying what appeared to be a body on Tinha Road at 6 a.m. Sources say that officers found a woman on the cart, adding that the arrested man is 25 years old and was the woman's boyfriend and former colleague. A green group says recycling bins should not be completely phased out. It comes as the Environmental Protection Department says it foresees a decline in demand for roadside recycling bins in urban areas. In future, it says these bins will mainly provide recycling for remote rural areas and scattered residential premises and may even be replaced by the Green at Community Recycling Network. But Edmund Lau from Green Earth opposes the idea. We could think about enhancing the system to uh, collect food waste or other kinds of recyclables that are not very covered by the community recycling station system or the recyclables that is highly produced among household and commercial industrial needs that they need a higher coverage, they don't want to carry them too far away to recycle them. It's a position for recycling bins to carry on. The government has increased its private housing supply estimate and is now forecasting that 99,000 flats will be available in the next three to four years. That's up 1,000 units from its previous estimate. The new projection comes after new data showed that 8,100 flats were completed in the first quarter, which was more than double the figure from the previous three-month period, and two and a half times higher than a year ago. The mainland has added almost 15,600 COVID-19 cases. Most of the new infections came from Shanghai, which also reported 52 more deaths. Beijing, meanwhile, logged 47 symptomatic cases and two asymptomatic ones. During a press conference, officials again dismissed concerns that restrictions from the country's dynamic zero-COVID policy is slowing the world's second-largest economy. Speaking through an interpreter, the head of an expert group leading the mainland's epidemic response, Liang Wenyan, said the policy helps protect people's lives and the economy. It's not like this dynamic zeroing policy, the measures in this regard are to compromise economic progress of people's daily lives. This is not true. They are in synergy. Two Russian missiles have struck the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, during a visit to the city by the U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres. The mayor of Kiev said the missiles hit a building in a residential district, leaving several people injured. Mr. Guterres said he was shocked. I'm in Kiev today. Two rockets have exploded in Kiev. I was shocked to be informed that two rockets had exploded in the city where I am. So uh, this is a dramatic war. And uh, uh, we absolutely need to end this war, and we absolutely need to have uh, a solution for this war. For his part, President Volodymyr Zelensky said the attack showed a lot about Russia's true attitude to global institutions. Mr. Zelensky said he also urged Mr. Guterres to take steps to prevent what he called the deportation of Ukrainian civilians to Russia. His words here are spoken through an interpreter. 
Russia has illegally moved uh, the adults and children, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians, to their territory. They've deported them, uh, the UNHCR and the International Migration Association are, have very important tools and it's important for those organizations to have an access to our citizens who were deported to Russia and to provide their return home. NATO's Deputy Secretary General Mircea Joana has warned the conflict in Ukraine could drag on for years and that the defense alliance needed to be prepared for the long haul. He said that Moscow had to stop using what he called irresponsible rhetoric about nuclear weapons. He also described NATO's ultimate aim in the conflict. Our goal is to make sure that this kind of aggression, this kind of war, this kind of bullying your neighbors is not happening in today's Europe. At the same time, we have an obligation for the countries that are not in NATO to just to, to, to help them withstand this pressure from Russia. Is not only Ukraine under pressure, Moldova is under pressure, Georgia is under pressure. Three of the main COVID vaccine manufacturers have seen off a shareholder-led attempt to get them to release intellectual property on how they make their products. Some Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and Moderna investors had argued that sharing this data would speed up the rollout of vaccines by boosting manufacturing. More from the BBC's Jonathan Josephs. They argued at annual shareholder meetings that people in lower income countries have had less access to jabs than those in richer nations, and that was both unfair and harmed the global economic recovery. The company's management countered that they were making vaccines faster than they could be used, and they were already boosting production volumes. Although they lost the ballots, the group of shareholders feel they had enough support to be optimistic and say they will continue pushing for change. Amazon has posted its first quarterly loss since 2015, prompting a steep drop in its share price. It reported a net loss of 3.8 billion U.S. dollars. The BBC's James Clayton reports. During the pandemic, business boomed for Amazon. It could barely find enough workers to fill its warehouses. As people stayed away from stores, they turned to online shopping. Amazon's share price ballooned and the company looked unstoppable. But things have changed. For one, its huge investment in the electric lorry maker Rivian has so far been disastrous. It cost them $7.6 billion last quarter. The disappointing quarterly figures come as Google and Netflix also posted poor financial results for the first three months of this year. Big tech's pandemic bounce looks to be finally over. In related news, the U.S. economy shrank unexpectedly at the start of this year. The BBC's Michelle Fleury explains. Figures from the Commerce Department show that the U.S. economy unexpectedly shrank in the first three months of this year at an annualised rate of 1.4%. That's the first contraction in the world's biggest economy since the pandemic tipped it into recession in early 2020. But many economists aren't worried for now, pointing out that the main causes of this slowdown are a surge in imports and a build-up in inventories. The data is unlikely to dissuade America's central bank from hiking interest rates in order to fight inflation. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,054. That's 770 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $66 billion. 
In currency, one U.S. dollar will buy you 130.61 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and five cents. And the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 79 cents. In sport, we start with football. Kitchi keep their hopes of advancing in the Asian Champions League by beating Shanghai United for a second time, 12 days after be- beating the Thai side 1-0 to start the group. Kitchi won the rematch at Buriram Stadium last night, 3-2. Right back, right back Lao Tsi-chun put the Hong Kong side ahead on the 81st minute, just two minutes after the hosts had tied it. Our football commentator, Chris K.L. Laos, says a wet pitch in Thailand made the contest more compelling. It was a five-goal thriller in torrential rain and a drenched pitch, but it saw Kitchi win and take three vital points in Group J. Kitchi and Changwai played out an incredible game. The match was delayed by one hour due to rain, and in the initial exchanges, saw the ball held up by the water as there was no flow to the game. Chun Chi Law and Kitchi responded in the 81st minute for a 3-2 win. Shanghai are out and Kichi and Vissel Kobe play on Sunday. The match was one of those wild, wild games which was end-to-end and saw 30 shots in total. It was a game for the ages and an incredible victory for Kichi. And over in Europe, West Ham United were beaten 2-1 by the Bundesliga side Eintracht Frankfurt in the first leg of their Europa League semifinal at London Stadium. A second-half goal from Daichi Kamada gave Frankfurt the advantage. West Ham will need to win in Germany to reach their first European final in almost 50 years. Midfielder Tomas Suchek says the second leg will be a new challenge for him and his teammates. For many players, uh, the second leg uh, will be one of the biggest game uh, in the line because uh, really one step from the final. But yeah, uh, we 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 have to go there. We are quite confident and we have to win there. We know that. So, but we are also uh, want to be ready from the first minute there. Cristiano Ronaldo rescued a point for Manchester United against Chelsea in the English Premier League. Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's 17th league goal of the season made it a one-all finish at Old Trafford. United's interim boss, Ralph Rangnick, says his side were second best but reacted well after going behind. Yeah, in, in the first half, uh, we had problems uh, closing down the spaces and uh, getting hold of the ball. We needed some uh, great saves from David and some last uh, second tackles in order to prevent uh, um, some goals that we could have conceded in the first half. I think in the second half we did better. We had more more moments when we were able to get hold of the ball and win the ball. Um, And uh, we also showed a good reaction to the goal that we conceded with a great goal. Great assist by Nemanja Matic and a fantastic finish from Cristiano. To end the news, our top stories once again. The sole chief executive candidate, John Lee, has announced his election platform. The tourism sector says there will be an uptick in the number of local tours during the long weekends. And the United Nations chief says he's shocked by Russian strikes in the Ukrainian city of Kiev during his visit to the capital. To the weather, it'll be mainly fine, very hot with a few isolated showers later, light winds. Temperature right now, 30 degrees Celsius, 73% humidity. And that's the news from RTHK. Please.
Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. Well, the long weekend is just around the corner. And if you're planning on getting some extra sleep over the weekend, then you might be interested in a new study. After 1.30, I'll be looking into research that highlights the ideal amount of sleep you need in middle to old age to maintain your cognitive performance and mental health. And then after 2 p.m., Cheryl Bolden is here. She's the author of Sustainably Stylish. She's going to join me with a list of hotspots in Hong Kong that can help you to refresh your existing wardrobe. Hmm, sounds interesting, eh? And then after 2.30, we wind down for the weekend as Victor Kumar is here with VK Vibes. This week, his short meditative yoga session focuses on the concept of satya, which means truth. So that's all coming up. 